Happy Dad is available at a lot of your local bars and restaurants. You might even find it at some saloons. If you've enjoyed a Happy Dad, then you know it goes well with your burger, your wings, pizza, and steak. (laughs) People in California eat it with their sushi, too. Go to happydad.com slash find to find a bar or restaurant near you so you can watch the games with the boys while enjoying an ice-cold daddy drink. The ladies love it as well. If your bar doesn't carry Happy Dad, then ask them to call their distributor to stock up. You can't have a burger with that skinny can, can you? It's time to man up and drink Happy Dad. Congrats on everything, bro. Been following you for a while. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, you and Jordan, we just talked about this. I don't know you yet. This is the first time meeting you. Pumped about this. You and Jordan know each other for a while. When did you, Jordan, when did you meet uh, Caleb? Uh, Lee 11 process. Were yeah. you going into your junior year, going into your senior year? Going into my senior year, I was, I remember the day. Um, you were around a little bit, but then actually meeting you and talking to you, it was the, um, we were inside and we were talking about breathing. Mm. Believe it or not, we're talking about breathing um, and how important it is um, and how I use it and, and you've seen in games, if you watch, when we have big games and big moments. Uh, when we go out there, I, I take a deep breath and, 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 and uh, you know, get going and go down and score. So, um, yeah, that's how, that's, how we, that's how we really met and how we actually kind of, um, you know, started, started talking and hanging out and, you know, talking ball. We're going to get right into it, man. Uh, I went on the herd. I go on there every now and then. I went on, and, and Colin's a big fan of yours, and he had asked me, he said, do you think Caleb, before the season, he said, do you think Caleb can win the Heisman? I was like, nah, man. He's winning, too. <laughs> Live on air, I said it. I know there's team goals, but talk about it. self goals, though. Absolutely. There's always self goals. You set, you set yourself goals before, um, and then, um, you know, you, you figure out the team goals, um, and, and um you know, you always have to set a high expectation for both, um, and 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 reach for the bar. So, I told, uh, I did, I did um, that night. I actually, I did tell Archie I'd be back. So, um, we'll we'll have to see this year. I I love that you you say the personal goals are relevant because everybody's so scared to say they just say no 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 team goals yeah. it's all team first even though it's like what. Yeah. And in my experience, most people don't aim too high and miss. They aim too low and they hit. Yeah. So. I like your approach. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. I I agree. I feel like it's so so few and far between. It's easy to deflect and just be like, you know, it's about the team. You know, you know, if we win a championship, blah blah. blah. And you obviously want to win a championship, but yeah. you think going into the season, like personal goals, right? For you, you want to grow. You want to be able to be an NFL quarterback next year. You want to do all those things. You want to go high in the draft. But personal goals for you this year, Heisman rakes up as one of those top ones. Yeah. Um... And it ranks because one of those top ones, because one, um, there also is something that, that deals with national championship in there. And uh, there's never been, you know, a two-time Heisman winner with a national championship. So um, I want to, I want to, um, you know, I have the opportunity. So you got the opportunity to try and go do it. Um, and so, uh, you know, I want to, I want to be able to, to make history. Um, you know, you reason why I play um, for other than some other small things Um is is to be immortal and to be immortal you gotta win championships that's a strong word that's not aiming too high and missing that's no i like it so one of the coolest things i've followed since when i met you was also when i met your family um when you were a young guy uh is your pops 
just pushed you really hard. It's well documented. Heisman, you talked about it. Um, tell us a little bit about it. I'm a father of three. I want to hear the answer. I got three boys. I want to hear the answer. How do you push you? What ways? Um, when? Like, how'd that go? I've always uh, had a certain sense of competitive competitiveness about me, but it would, I would always be with the older. Did you boys. always want to be the best, or did you always did want to beat the kid next to you? At a, at a younger age, before I decided that I wanted to play football for the rest of my life, it was like I want to beat whoever's in front of me. I want to beat everyone around me. If we're working out. Uh, if, if we're playing another team, I want to beat. I want to beat everybody, um, and, uh, and and things like that. So when we lost, it 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 hurt and affected me just like it does now, as you've seen on damn TV. Um, I get all I get all mad about losses and all hurt and things like that. Um, but no, I um I've always been competitive. But you know when I when I started working on training. Um, is when it all switched and clicked in my head. And my dad, um, at a really young age, I was uh, I decided I wanted to play football at 10, nine years old, turning 10. And, um, and uh, it was after a loss. And this, this team was playing daddy ball. Or not this team, but the team that I was on, the QB and his, and his coach, or the coach was, you know, father and son. And so they were playing daddy ball. And it and it and it when we lost, it hurt so bad that I said, I want to go play QB. I want to spread the ball around to everybody, and I want to go help go win big games. Um, and 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 I end up saying that I want to be the best. Um, and um, my dad said, Are you sure? I said, Yeah. And he asked me again, Are you sure? And I told him, Yeah. He put together. He said, Okay. And he put together a plan, uh, whether it was food, nutrition, and things like that, or if it was actual workouts and and what I'm doing. Um, finding right trainers if he didn't know right people to, to reach out to and things like that. Um, and, uh, man, just went to work. <laughs> he just went to work. Mm-hmm. And there's days, because I, I used to, we call it breakfast club. I used to wake up around 4, um, 4.30, 4.45, and be at the facility training at 5.30 for about hour and a half, two hours. Used to go home, shower go to school after that. Um, um, after that, we go and um, after school, I do my homework in the car. After that, go home, change, go back to the gym. And that was more of like training. Um, and at that time, I wasn't lifting weights. I was more of like lifting the bar. I was lifting, you know, very lightweight, just kind of training my muscles, training the training the functions and movements. Um, and then when I started getting older, so I did that for about, from 10 to around 13, 14. So I did that for like three years straight. And there was days, I mean, I mean, even LeBron talks about it. It's just like days where you just don't, I mean, you don't want to do it and get up and train and, 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 and go at it as hard as you do. Um, and there was days where, I mean, as a young, as a young kid, I was fighting it. I didn't want to go um, deep down. I, I mean, I always got up, I always got up and ended up going, but but I, uh, I, uh, there was days where I would, I mean, I was, I was hurting. I didn't want to go some days. I was, um, you know, it, it built a lot of a mental toughness, fortitude and things like that for me now. Um, and, and really appreciate, you know, him for pushing me. Cause he, I mean, he wouldn't, you know, he didn't just give in and say, okay, we'll go tomorrow. Did you ever uh, like look around and be like, man, none of the kids my age are doing no, this. Was, like, am I doing longest, too much? That was one of the loneliest times for me. 
Um, because everybody at ten years old is is playing Legos. Yeah, yeah like they're, they're, they're sleeping till eleven. Yeah, sleeping so yeah, and so I uh, it was that was one of the loneliest times for me. Um, um, and 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 it's it's paid off. Uh, it's helped me tremendously. Whether it's toughness, whether it's um, you know, you no know, working out and, and doing the right thing. Um, whether it's you know the 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 hunger to to progress and things like that and and, and get better and keep going, um, you know, trying to impress the the little me, um, the dude that said he wanted to be the best, um, and so um, it's 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 helped me tremendously. And I've always going back to the to being a little kid. I you know I'm a lot bigger now, but when I was younger, I was never. You know, I was a late I was a late blossom um, in height and weight and things like that. So I I reclassified even uh, eighth grade because I wanted to start varsity freshman year um, and, and things like that. So I, um, I've always been a smaller guy. And so I was always with the older guys, the bigger guys and, and competing against them. And it, it has made me tremendously better. Like Blake Corm, we used to work out at five thirty in the morning, me and him. Uh, he's always been special. And so uh, I used to be right next to him, trying to beat him in races, trying to beat him in, and, and whether it was ladders trying to beat him and, and not, you know, stopping in the workout um, and, and whatever the case may be, just had, just building a, a, a mental fortitude, a mental toughness, and, and also a certain level of competition inside myself that, you know, I want to beat everybody that I can. And, um, and if I can, I'll find a way to beat you. Yeah, don't change that. Yeah, that's special. I mean, Jordan doesn't even play his kid on his flag football team, so – Daddy ball's not happening over there, Jordan. I went to one yeah. of Jordan's flag football games like two months ago, and his son's just fucking bench riding over there. It's nah, he was playing. He was the snap. He was the center. He's all the center. play. Yeah, in flag football. But you want yeah. to move back a spot to quarterback? You got to show me, not tell me. <laughs> He's the non eligible <laughs> center. I'm on the Mr. Williams train. Yeah. Let's shift gears a little too um, with Coach Riley. Committed to him early. OU obviously falling to USC. Got a great offense. I played in a similar offense. I played at AM with, you know, old Kevin Sumlin offense, Johnny Menzel, Cliff Kingsbury, the old run and shoot, you know. It's kind of all in the similar tree. So when we're talking about progressions and shit, I know I had zero progressions in college. So it's evolved a lot yeah. since I've been there. It's evolved. But yeah. It's evolved a lot. But watching cutups and stuff, right? So you're you're a young guy, you're getting to learn this offense. And when you're watching cutups of old offense, you're getting to watch Baker Mayfield, number one pick. Kyler Murray, number one pick. Jalen Hurts, Super Bowl guy. Like the the amount of cutups that you've watched with all these amazing players is is pretty incredible. I don't think it's it's probably not replicated anywhere else. When you are watching old tape like that, who did you find yourself watching the most? You like that question, huh? I like that question. I've never gotten that question. It's a good question. I say Baker. Baker or Jalen? Because uh, Jalen was was one of the more recent um, players um, closer to me when I was you know transitioning to college and things like that, um, and then I say Baker. Um, uh, he had a bunch of big games. Uh, played a lot of games for Coach Riley. Um, I had a lot of big plays and, and and things like that. So we had a couple plays for for Kyler that we watched, especially um, that he did well. Um, but but Baker and Jalen. Yeah, it's That's tough cool. to copy Kyler. It's a whole yes, different player. He's, he's in his own world. Yeah, but it's interesting, Baker. It's interesting you say Baker, right? Because Baker, when I remember watching Oklahoma back in the day with Baker, Baker was he was sitting in the pocket. He was making some plays with his legs. He can he can move, but he was sitting in the pocket and he was the most accurate guy in college football. Right? He yeah. was putting the ball in the money. 
And the way the offense is shaped with Lincoln, which I think makes him one of the best coaches in college football, is he tailors it to his guy. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure, especially now you being in this offense for two plus years, you got a lot of opinion. You got a lot of say on it now, and you're and you're comfortable argue. saying it too. Yeah, we yeah. Argue. I bet you do. We are the best. We are, we'll be we have to. we'll be middle of the like I'll be middle of the field, and he'll be we'll be looking at each other. And I'm just like, uh, and he'll say, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Shake it off. Yeah, so call your home play. Yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. But no, we got we got a great relationship. But no, he does cater. That's the cool part about him is that, like you said, he does cater it to, um, you know, his guys, um, and not just a QB, but also. Uh, the wide receivers, the tight ends, the offensive linemen. Um, he he does a very good job adapting um, and and being able to to do special things like that um, year in and year out. Year out. That's why he does so good. Um, you know, he, he has his his ego is very low. He doesn't he doesn't have any it's rare. Ego. Yeah, it's super rare, which is which is awesome um, to have his to have his you know the guy leading me out there and um, you know it just builds a lot of confidence because um, he also. There's times in the in you know biggest games and you know things like that, um, like Utah. Um, you know it's 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 we're about to go in the half, we're backed up um, and things like that, and we end up getting a timeout or something, or we're about to go out there and he lets me call the play, um, and 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 the play worked, but it uh, you know got punched out um, at the end, but. Um, you know, play worked, and it just it just provides you as a QB more more confidence um, that he, yeah. you know, your 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 guy, your coach, uh, believes in you, and uh, something he does well. You said two things right there that stick out to me. One, I think the most common denominator in the elite quarterbacks is confidence. I think the most common denominator in the elite coaches is humility. Yeah. It's not confidence. It's not how smart they are. They're not all geniuses. Yeah, the best coaches I've been around, college and pro, are the dudes who go who don't think they have it figured out. And are super open to learning and looking at it from a different perspective. So I like that. Yeah, like today he uh, he said uh, for all the QBs in the room, um, go upstairs and uh, you go put a play up on the board, and we'll all look at it. We'll all choose, um, you know, what play you know fits best with us and things like that. And we'll go run it the next day tomorrow. Um, and so he he does cool things like that. Not a play that not a play we have in our playbook. A a, a play oh, that make something up. Yeah, like a play that a play that we've never ran. We don't run. No name. No tags. No not like just you going. All of the QBs got to play to put up there, and we all vote on it, and we go out there the next day and run it. So well, yours obviously won. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, mine's mine's probably gonna win. To be honest with yeah. you, but we'll we'll it's see. Fine. We'll see that we real, real political in that room, I'm sure. Yeah, real political. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like in crypto, and I feel like it's true with NIL, the experts are in their early 20s. It's not the 65-year-old person. No, it's not. It's, it's the expert on NIL. It's you. It's people your age. So let's say you're the you're – the, because I don't even know who runs college football anymore. Let's say you're Roger Goodell. Of college football. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. You really are, though. Like, <laughs> you really are. Let's say that, right? Like, where? not which team today and tomorrow with, like, where's college football going? Like, you're in the locker room. You're talking. You're talking to other decision makers and kingmakers and all that stuff. Like, where's college football going in the next couple of years? Yeah. Not necessarily this team to that division, but how do you see this shaping? Because you're living in it in a way that no fan and no NFL player who used to play college football, none been. of us – See it the way you see it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. Um, I think it's 
to be honest with you, I think it's headed in a, a cool direction. I think the there's a there's a fine line though of like you said, the sixty year olds and not only the sixty year olds, but the sixteen year olds. Mm. There's a very you know and 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 like you said, the sixty year olds, people in the NFL, most of them agree. Most of them are are, are on our side because they 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 were most likely most recently in the shoes of a of a college athlete. But you know, they it's it, it goes on the basis of like the whole jersey thing, a tradition. You know, it's like like you're not you're not in college anymore working for it. you're not you know out there grinding and stuff. So you don't have much of a say. You shouldn't have much of a say um in 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 that in that you know spectrum and then and then going moving back to the to the the fifth the 14 15 16 17 and and and, and 18 year olds in high school um i have a very i have a very it's 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 very simple way to do it and simple way to put it and things like that when i when i got to college nio was just starting and my thing was that i'm not going to do any deals i'm not going to all of this stuff, I don't, I don't deserve anything. I don't, none of that. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go out there when I start making plays. When I do, you know, what I'm, what I know I'm gonna do, and things like that. Then you earn your money. It's just like a regular job in the, in the world. When you, when you do good, when you work hard, when you're disciplined, when you do all the things you need to do, you earn, you earn. So there's never a surprise. You're not pushing. For, you don't have to push for any deal. You don't have to push for any of that. When you go out there, do your job. And you do it the right way, and you're a good person. Get human. You know things are going to come to you, and uh, and so the, the 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 whole the whole offering money to to these sixteen year olds kills me. Oh, it makes me so angry. Because um, I I had the opportunity to to you know earn money my freshman year and 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 things like that. But like I said, I chose to like I'm going to work for this. I know I'm going to get it if I do what I need to do. Uh, and I'm not going to miss out on anything. Um, and, it's delayed and, gratification, right? I mean, it's yeah, just like, like these kids. We're going and, now; it'll be more later, and it's yeah. just like that's the hard, one of the hardest lessons. People, yeah, it's, in it's, general. it's like just just kind of listening to recruiting. Um, now I'm still in college, so listening to recruiting and and these players, these kids that haven't done anything, haven't Mm-mm. stepped foot on campus to to you know get their tail kicked by by. 5 a.m. alarm, 4:30 a.m. alarm to get inside the facility, and 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 be there an hour early to get treatment, get in a hot tub, be ready for the workout or treatment, hot tub, watch film or whatever the case may be for for practice or go over the script the night before, whatever the case may be. Like they don't, they don't, they haven't been through, they don't know all of that, and so it 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 eats me up inside when I hear about these kids asking for 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 millions of dollars or yeah not only getting it they're asking for it too that's the crazy part that kills me their parents calling asking for it it's like yeah yeah no it it, that kills me and then the and then the older people trying to trying to crack down on the kids in college that's that's not making money from the school like you're not paying me what do you you don't have any you don't have any say you don't like the school's not paying me i'm not doing anything a benefit for the school other than going out there and playing ball uh, which you still make a boatload of money, you know, it's like for us um, and you don't pay us. Um, we're, we're going out there, we're getting these deals because of who we are and whether it's as a person, whether it's, you know, the school that you're at, whether it's, um, you know, the plays you're out there making um, and, and, and the name that you made for yourself, 
um, and, and who you're going to become. It's, you know, you're like, I, I think that the college players deserve it. Um, and, and so, you know, the, 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 the after college range where, where the older people try and, you know, dictate things, I don't think that they have the right to, cause like you said, they've never been in it. And then the, the younger kids, they got to, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily know that standpoint, that standpoint kind of annoys me and scares me, but, um, um, when the kids are actually in college, I think they deserve it when they get their playing time, just like a regular job. Um, you know, the guy that, that, that doesn't play, uh, the guy that, you know, maybe working for a spot and things like that. Um, you know, he, he'll deserve money when he actually gets out there and, and produces for, for the team. Um, it's just like any job. Um, you get, you get paid for, for what you do and, and, and how good you do it. Um, just like a manager, a manager doesn't get paid for the same as, you know, a, a employee that, um, just started. Um, it, it just makes sense. Yeah. I think it's super self-aware. I mean, I think that's one of the ways I'd describe you. There's a bunch of physical stuff to talk about. I think the two most important traits in a quarterback are confidence and maturity. That's why when we met and after you won it, I told you what I told you, you know what I mean? I'm like, these two things are off the charts. This is probably going to go exactly the way that you see it going from here on out. All right. So with the Heisman and with some of this stuff, you've had a pretty good off season, well documented on social. So we're going to play a little game here. We're going to throw based off what we've seen, a couple of things that you've got to do. We're going to throw two things in front of you. You pick one and we'll kind of end up with what actually was the highlight of your off season, if that makes sense. So yeah, you've done a lot of cool stuff. To be honest, I went on your Instagram. I'm surprised Heisman USC. You only got 200,000 followers, man. The people aren't showing you love. Oh yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I've been following you for a while, though. I'm day one. I got you. I got yeah. you. Uh, but you've been doing a lot of cool shit, though. So we're going to start with this, all right? You started for the NASCAR race. That was pretty awesome. But you were also walking in the Hugo Boss fashion show. Which one was cooler? Fashion show. That was, yeah. was unbelievable. That was crazy. I saw a lot of pics from there. It was unbelievable because uh, it was my first ever. I mean, it was, a, it was my first ever also started in NASCAR. Um but like you actually like you get to start it and you go sit down and watch and yeah. the fashion show, like you go through the whole process and you go out there in front of people, people recording. Um, it's a national, international thing, not national, international. Yeah. And it was an unbelievable experience. And they had a, a little after party. You get to you get to meet the the owner of, of Hugo Boss, the CEO of Hugo Boss, um, excuse me, and um just kind of, you know, the whole whole vibe of it was insane. I mean, if you look at it, it looks like it's raining outside. We were in Miami. I saw, yeah. It was a very kind of warm night and things like that, and it was like it's pouring. Um, and then all the adversity that you have to go through that people don't know, the, the, the platform was extremely slippery. You said adversity. <laughs> you got to go through a lot of so The platform was extremely. He hadn't eaten in three days. It's all relative. It's all relative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and, and it was funny because all the models and things like that, they were freaking out. And I mean, like freaking out, like they're, they're like slipping in the, in the pre, like the walkthrough part of it and uh, go back in. They're like, when we're under the tent, things like that, they're freaking out. They're saying all this, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I'm kind of looking around and it's like, this is I'm about to go out here and kill it because they uh they uh they they've obviously never been in this this situation. I play versus three hundred three hundred pounders every every week and so no it was that was that was probably that was probably the one of the funnest things I've done. Yeah, I was gonna ask if you were confident in, in your walk down the aisle, but it seems like confident. you were all good. You were no, chilling. Yeah, Even chilling. with all the adversity going on. I get it, dude. I get it, trust me. So we go to that. So you did the Hugo Boss fashion show. Um 
You also threw the first pitch out at the Nationals game and the Dodgers game. Yeah. Which one's better, the fashion show or throwing the first pitch? I'd say I'd say probably the Dodgers. The Dodgers, the Dodgers in the first pitch for that one. That was pretty electric. We I mean it was also versus the Angels. So the game after being able to bring the offensive linemen um and, and them and um be able to watch the game but also bring them out in the film and, and uh it was and I was I was they were talking to me, the offensive linemen, like I've never been to a baseball game, I've never done this and that. I've never been on the field of a baseball game. I've never like, you know, done these things. I've never been to a Dodgers game. All these like really like first time things. And so to be able to kind of, you know, bring all my five starters, six starters. Um, and then and then I also brought the walk-ons and the and the and the freshies and, you know, brought the whole offensive line. Um and so being able to, you know, kind of share that moment and then after that we stopped at, at Angels Tacos and 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 feasted. So it was it was fun. Another thing you did, you went to F1 in Monaco. That's, which, that's number one. <laughs> I heard it's special. Unbelievable. Crazy. It's a whole different world, right? You, you don't understand. Like, I've heard, like, all the stories, like, before I went out there, you kind of heard about it and, 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 and things like that. And people talking about, you know, F1. But the Monaco F1 experience is, like, it's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it. It was a blast. All the events, all the people you get to meet, um, you know, the the vibe of it, being in Monaco um, and then watching the race around the tight roads um, and streets and things like that. And, you know, you especially being in, in, in our position and, and playing the position of QB, you know, the driver gets so much recognition and things like that. Mm-hmm. But the people behind them that like I was watching, I was watching them put together a car before before the race and they're putting don't you know when you screw something like a piece of like a, you use a screwdriver and you screw it into a piece of wood and you have that the little divot of the screwdriver in the wood or the screw in the wood? They're putting like tape over that so the car moves smoothly through the. So it's just such a such a team thing, um, and it connects with with my position and things like that. So it's it's I love F one. So it was that's number one for me. It's also a little glimpse into the difference between somebody who has a couple hundred million bucks and somebody who has a couple billion because there's a vast difference would you go to monaco do you see that that level of money is different yeah very fine line all right last one we got too i think this is the one you're going to pick is the best because you know you seem like a good dude but you surprised your mom with the trip to europe too i don't know if that was during monaco or after but uh we saw it on instagram it looked awesome got to spend some time with your mom how was that yeah it was amazing um so she wanted to go she wanted to go to europe for her 50th birthday she didn't specifically say where and so um, when that COVID happened around her 50th birthday, so she had to, she couldn't go. So COVID recently ended and I'm able to, you know, do some cool things. And, and so planned a whole two week trip um, and uh, surprised her two days before the trip. Mm. She didn't have time to think. She didn't have none of that. Just, just get your passport and ID and, and I got your flight and everything. We got all the hotels and situated, you know, well in advance and things like that. So being able to to provide her with that that experience, understanding that she she wanted to go a couple of years ago, um, and me being able to to provide that experience was was for sure top of top of my list of things that I've been able to do for someone or um, you know for for a multitude of people. So um, you know, being able to do that is is it was it was a really good feeling. Um, it's something that you always want to do as a child, um, especially to the people that sacrifice for you and take care of you. 
Um, and so being able to do that for her was was for sure top of the list. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw your Instagram. I know you were in Positano just strictly off of the gas station you posted. Yeah. I was just there too. <laughs> Positano wild, man. Plus, I lost seven pounds eating. I know you were walking like crazy too. Eating, just eating. I, I mean, yeah. like 10,000 steps and everything, just eating. Just, uh, the food there was amazing. They don't tell you that, like, you look at the map and you're booking hotels. So I went with my buddy Christian Kirk. Yeah, they don't tell me, like, I was all the way at the top, so I had to shuttle down. Yeah, and when you're booking the hotel, you're like, oh, yeah, that one looks fine. Like, it looks like a five-minute walk down there. Yeah, you shuttle down no. and then you walk your ass. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, easy. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, man. Well, I mean, you got a lot of fucking awesome off-seasons ahead of you, too. But that's a good way to start, especially with – I think it's cool, like, you know, you talked about NIL a lot. We're not going to get into NIL a lot right today, but the, what it's afforded – players like you who can handle it, you know, I know there's a lot of young guys who can't handle it, but guys who can handle it and guys who are mature about it, like you deserve it, man. So it's really cool. No, thank you. It's a head start on the life you were already destined to live anyway. Exactly. So for that, it's like, let's exactly. just start it now. A lot of other guys will handle it poorly with you. Yeah. It's just started now. Another thing that's gone really well for you has been Caleb Karras, your foundation. What, what pulled on your heart and got you so invested in building this foundation? It's something that's been instilled in me from whether it's my high school, uh, my parents, um, and my mentors, my mentors and my parents, they've all, they always help out. And as a younger kid, um, I've said this many times as a younger kid, you sit there and you look at your parents and things like that. And you keep asking like, why, why are you, why are you helping these people? Like, why are you this and that? Like the selfish side of the kid. Um, and then you grow up and you get a little older, a little bit more more mature, and you 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 kind of see and you get out in the world, and um, especially having a platform and, and being in a position you that you can that you can help and um, you know reach out to people, and and especially when you have a platform, um, if you don't do something like that, I feel like I feel like you're in the wrong. Um, and so now that I have a platform, now that I'm you know this and that, you know it's more on a on a on a national level and things like that where I'm helping out, but as something that I've been doing for a while. Um, and, and, you know, just now I'm trying to reach more and more people. Um, and, and, and the reason for, for mental health and anti-bullying is because um, in, in the rapid or in the most recent years, the, the rapid increase for those two things have been um, the main two things that I think we need to support and, 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 and help out. in. so, um, you know, that was, that was, that was the main, the main couple of reasons. And then, I mean, you know, like you said, the, you turn into the most popular kid, but, you know, um, nowadays, social media and things like that, there's a lot of people that say a lot of things on there and, and, and don't have to, you know, face the facts of it. And so, um, you know, I paint my nails and I do things like that and um, people don't like it. People say things and, um, you know, they try and they try and they try and, you know, you know, break me down and things like that. But I have people around me that, that help support me and, and reach out to me and, um, things like that, that, you know, my mentors, my family members, the people that actually care about me in my corner. And so, you know, being able to provide that perspective, um, of it to, to the kids and things like that. And, um, being able to still connect with them is, is important, which, um, I feel as if I can do. And, um, you know, it's, it's been really cool because I mean, I'm 21 and, and these, these, these kids and I mainly work with kids right now. We want to work out, we want to work with everyone, but, um, you know, these kids and, and, and things like that, they, they listen. And it's the craziest thing to me. Cause I don't know if I would have listened, mm. uh, to a, to a 21 year old. Um, but it's, it's really cool for me. Uh, it's a really awesome experience. It's very eye opening, you know, cause you, 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 
you be you're in this position um that i'm in and you know you're you're all around everywhere you can do you can do all these other cool things you play ball things like that and then you know having a reset um and 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 going to you know see these kids and help and and reach out is a very um very very good feeling um it's that, gratifying, that you man. yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's very gratifying and they actually listen to you um and and i've had the teachers or the 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 um and and principals and things like that of the schools or um whatever the case may be come back and kind of just just provide the the positive reinforcement that you know the the work that we're doing has been working and it's been it's been good for the kids so it's a very gratifying feeling like you said and it yeah. um, it's it's really cool for me so well i've en- i've ended every single camp i've ever done yeah. with the same speech i guarantee there's a kid at your school i'm talking to a room full of quarterbacks who could greatly benefit from being friends with the quarterback yeah um, it's something that my 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 school has instilled in me. Also, Gonzaga is is meant for others, so it's it's been awesome. Jesuit education, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Kyle, you got you got a quick game we're gonna play, and then we're gonna wrap this thing up. Yeah, we'll get you out of here, man. I know you're in camp, so uh, we play this with a lot of our guys. It's first impression game. We're gonna just throw some names out there, give us a quick first impression of these guys, whatever comes to mind when you hear their name. So these are all guys that you've known, interacted with, been around. There's probably a ton of other cooler ones that we don't know about yet, but we're going to say some right now. So first name, we got Jordan Addison. Oh, silent assassin. Is it one word? Is it one word or is it? You can go, you can do whatever you want. A couple of words. Yeah. Oh, silent assassin. But Uh, we don't need a, not a, not a, you know, two minutes deep down, just one word, a couple words. Silent assassin. I like that. Yeah. Silent assassin. He's balling in Minnesota camp too. No, he's been balling. He sends me videos. He's going to get a lot of single coverage. A lot of single <laughs> Yeah, he is. Yeah. Good for him. Um, John Legend. Poetic. What about Jordan's brother, Carson Palmer? First Nick. Reggie Bush. Heisman. Uh, Goat. Uh, legend. Uh, I can keep going. What about Bronny James? Bronny. <sighs> Bronny, Bronny, Bronny. Um, Cool dude. Yeah. Interacted with him much yet? Yeah, cool. Just normal dude. Cool, normal dude. What's the best for him right now? Deion Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Legend. All right, former Pac-12. Well, we don't know what the Pac-12 looks like anymore, but as of right now, former Pac-12, Bo Nix. Nice guy. He's a a very nice – like I met him. Uh, it was my first time meeting him at uh, at Pac-12 media, and he was a real cool dude to be around. Um, you know, came to me, introduced himself, and we kind of kind of kicked it from there, and just was talking ball, talking about everything, talking about the season, things like that. Cool dude. Yeah, you can talk about Pac-12 in ten years. How great the Pac-12 was, man. Pac-12 was so <laughs> gone, dude. I can't believe that happened. Last one, Cam Rising. Gamer. He's a gamer. Good ball player. All right. We're going to end this thing we end with every guest, okay? It's called the two-minute drill. You got two minutes. Um, we want to hear your journey. You can start it wherever you want to start it, middle school, high school, college. It would be like a snapshot if somebody basically just said, wait, who's the Caleb Williams guy? They're going to have a little two-minute. Ball's going to go across the field, the whole deal. Um, and just start it where you want it. This is your elevator pitch. This is who you are. The highs, the lows is typically what's most relevant. But for most our roomies, which is what you are now that you've been on, roomie, 
this is everybody's favorite part. So your chance to kind of just share in two minutes. This is me. I started here and it ends with wherever it ends today. I uh, started off um, at Bowie Middle at uh, Bowie Boys and Girls Club, and um, I got benched for the first time ever in my life. Uh, I was around 12 years old, 11, 12 years old, and the first time I ever got benched. Um, and I, I, um, I got angry in a game, and I, I was playing linebacker and, and and running back before, so I could get angry and go take over a game. But I had to, I had to, you know, at that time, change my mindset and you know change how you how you play the game, and so. Starting there, moving on, I, I ended up getting benched. It changed my life forever. I'll never forget it. Moving on, you know, I get to high school, um, and I got two guys in front of me, two juniors, um, and I said I'd go win and take the spot. So I ended up moving out there uh, to D.C. Um, and lived in D.C. For my, on my own. Uh, got to D.C., take, ended up winning the job. Uh, one of my offensive linemen said, if you don't win the job, I'm going to beat your ass. And so I ended up winning the job. Um, ended up with a job moving on to college. I had this guy in front of me. Um, he was supposedly, you know, number one overall pick, um, first in Heisman ranking. Um, I told coach that I walk on, uh, cause I had a, it was a commit, a commit before me. Um, and I, I'd beat everybody out. Uh, he ended up decommitting. I went there. Um, I said that I was going, if you got, you could ask the lead 11 guys that I was going to go there and I was going to end up playing and starting. Um, you know, I, I said first, you know, first game, but that ended up happening. But I did say I was going to end up starting to take his spot. Um, and after that, ended up doing that. Um, you know, it was a, it was a emotional roller, roller coaster, one of the toughest times in my life because I felt like I should have been playing and starting. Um, other than that, moving on, um, you know, Coach Riley left. That was a very difficult time for me and my family after that. Um, you know, I ended up making the decision to come to USC and follow him. Um, and that was the best path for, path for me my family, my journey um, to go be the best, you know, win Heisman, you know, go get a national championship, go pro, be the best. Mm. Well done. It's awesome, dude. Caleb Williams. Well, Caleb, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, I told you in Dallas, I think, is that where it was? Elite 11 that year? LA maybe? At that point, I'd never told anybody that, that you're the best I've ever seen at that age. Uh, and you are tracking nicely to be the same thing as you wrap up college, whenever that is. Um, and, uh, and so it's just been fun to watch, man. It's been fun to watch and, and also see nothing change. Right. So we've, you know, been doing this a minute, seen a lot of, it's hard to impress me. I don't know. I've seen a lot of greatness, right. And a lot of people have high highs and low lows, but to see you not change. Yeah. I think that's, that's honestly more impressive than winning a Heisman. Someone's going to win one every year. Um, but to see you not change and to see you uh, recommit every single year has been super impressive, man. And that's the stuff that that's, you know, when you talk about immortality, when you talk about legendary, uh, it's that it's not talent. Mm-hmm. I believe the best athletes and the, be- the truly elite ones get behind their behaviors, not behind their talents. Yep. Tom Brady's been out behaving people for 25 years. Right. <laughs> and so for you to have the talent that you have and to lean into those behaviors, I think that's why the trajectory is what it is. So, Appreciate you coming on, man, and spending some time with us. No, thank you for having me. Appreciate you, Jordan and Kyle. Yeah, man. It's been good to know you, bro. Can't wait to watch you. Um, maturity level's off the charts, dude. It's been fun mm-hmm. watching so far. Um, just even getting to know you just makes sense, man. It really does. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah.